Hello everyone, welcome to the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany, and on this episode, this is my birthday episode. And with this being my birthday episode, I am going to talk about two albums that came out seven months apart from each other. It came out 27 years ago, because I am 27 years old. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Pantera's Far Beyond Driven, which came out March 22nd, 1994. And I'm going to be talking about Korn's self-titled album, Corn, which came out October 11th, 1994. So, to give a bit of a background, I originally was going to talk about Nevermind as well, Nirvana's Nevermind, but through my research I found out that album actually came out in 1991. I don't know, like, I think it was the idea of the fact that Nirvana, Corn, and Pantera were all existing during the same period of time. And I just blanked out on the year that it came out. So, I don't know. Because, like, In Utero was a like, last album that came out. And that came out in, like, 1993. A year before this album was even... Like, probably, like, a year before these albums had even come out. So, that was my bad. So, we're just going to focus on these two albums. So, these two albums are important to me for two different reasons. Pantera's uh, Far Beyond Driven is important to me because it is... At this time and period, I have to say the perfect album, in my personal opinion. And Korn's album is... Well, this is more about my love for the band, Korn. Like, I love Pantera, but I got into Korn first. Like, I got into them way before, because, like, I think... Yeah, I did, because Pantera I got more into as I got into college because that was when I wanted to listen to, like, Hatebreed and, like, listen to, like, really delved into, like, that part of my music taste. So, uh, to give a bit of, uh, uh, intro, uh, Pantera's, uh, Far Beyond Driven, like I said, came out March 22nd, 1994, like, a couple of days before my dad's birthday, um, and the tracks on the album are Strength Beyond Strength, Becoming, Five Minutes Alone, I'm Broken, Good Friends in a Bottle of Pills, Hard Lines, Sunken Cheeks, Slaughtered, 25 Years, Use My Third Arm, Thoroughs of Rejection, and Planet Caravan, which is a Black Sabbath cover. So, and also the singles off of that album were I'm Broken, Planet Caravan, Five Minutes Alone, and Becoming. So, my favorite song off this album, just to give that, uh, is I'm Broken. So, I remember, like, a couple years back when it was my brother's first show, uh, I went to go see, it was Black Label Society as a headliner, and it was, like, Down, Butcher Babies, uh, Devil You Know at the time, which is now called Light the Torch, and it was at the House of Blues, and man, it was an amazing show. It was so much fun. It was, it was, it was a show to remember, I'll say that. And, like, at the end of the night, they came out, uh, Black Label Society was, uh, it was Zach Wilde on guitar, and Phil Anselmo came out, and they played I'm Broken, and man, I lost my shit. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. My brother was standing next to me, and I was just, like, rocking out to it, and it was amazing. It was like, it was like, man, it, it, because by that time, I had... Yeah, right around that time was when I first got the album. So when I first got the album, uh, this was when I would go to the exchange over on Belmont. And uh, my friend Portia, love you Portia, 
Uh, shout out, she's a she's an amazing human being. Gotta give a shout out to Portia. Uh, she's the one that introduced me to the exchange, so I would go there and buy my CDs rather than like uh, pay shipping and handling to, to buy CDs at Amazon. Target didn't really have a really good like uh, metal uh, catalog when you would go to the store. Best Buy was okay, kinda. They had more of the newer stuff. I was looking more for the older stuff and like, what was it, Walmart as well. But the exchange is cool. The exchange is amazing. They have all the C like metal CDs and like rock CDs you could possibly want. And this was during the time when I was just collecting like a bunch of CDs. So that's how I came across that album. I ended up buying the twenty uh, the twenty fifth anniversary issue, which is uh, the one where the original album, and then you had the the second CD. It was two CDs, and the second CD was their performance live at Donington, and that was amazing. So, I remember listening to that and, like, loving that. So, um, to give, uh, so I got into Pantera. My first introduction to Pantera was through Dragon Ball Z. They had a Dragon Ball Z movie. I think it was, like, the Broly movie, the non, the now non-canon version of the Broly movie. And they had the song Tens on the album. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was amazing because it was just... For that scene where the song was playing, because this was back then when they had, like, alternative metal and, like, metal music on the Dragon Ball Z dubbed versions of their movies. So those were part of the soundtrack, so that was a precursor to me and Denzel getting into these bands. So, that, um, song, we, that song was, like, my first Pantera song. And then, of course, later on, we found out about, like, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and how Pre-Hibernation Week had the Death Rattle song on uh, that episode. So that was, like, basically, uh, to give a synopsis, Sandy Cheeks, which is the squirrel from SpongeBob SquarePants, was, like, about to go on hibernation, and she wanted to do all this extreme crazy stuff. So, of course, you hear Death Rattle playing, and it's the riff, and you just hear it throughout the whole entire episode, and it's just, like, in your, implanted in your head. It was just, it was amazing. So that's my intro to, like, Pantera and how I got into this album. So out of, like, all of, like, the five albums that they um, have or the five albums that they claim, uh, Far Beyond Driven is by far my favorite album. Like, I do love the Great Southern Treadkill, like, Floods and Drag the Waters. I love that. Uh, Reinventing the Steel, uh, Yesterday Don't Mean Shit is, like, one of my favorite songs. But Pantera's Far Beyond Driven, in my opinion, top to bottom, there's no bad song on this album. There is, like, my favorite songs are Becoming, Five Minutes Alone, I'm Broken is, like, my top one. And uh, Good Friends and a Bottle of Pills in 25 Years. Becoming is just, like, man. Like, when you listen to Becoming, you're just ready to just start some stuff, man. It, it's it's really energizing. And I'm broken. I love I'm, I'm Broken for the lyrics. And the music video, which is, like, my favorite, like, metal music video of all time. Because <laughs> it was so simple to me, in my opinion. Because it was just, like, Rex, Dimebag Daryl, Vinny, and Phil just in, like, what looked like a basement. In, like, one single light. It was just them rocking out, just jamming out. And it was so simple, and I love it. So, that's my love for that album. That's my love for Pantera. And, yeah. Rest in peace, Vinny and Dimebag. So, 
Going into my one of my go-to bands and one of my favorite bands, Corn. So for me, this album, I will admit, I this album's a hit or miss for me. Like it's their first effort, it was their first introduction on the scene. But I will not deny the impact this album had because had it not been for these guys, like there would be no like bands that have come out now who like a Treacherarch. I believe that they're called Treacherarch is like uh, Treacherarch. Like a lot of people reference like Corn as like the band that influenced a lot of new bands. And you got to give it up to them. Like you, you had like these five guys who create who. I gotta admit, like how many bands you know are out here just creating a whole new genre of music that took over like after grunge had seemingly like ran its course. Like, there's not that many, like, bands you know that, like, started a whole new genre. And you can say started a whole new genre, which is amazing to me. But I will say this. Uh, Corn self-titled album. Uh, there's a couple of my favorite songs on here. Like, obviously, um, before I get into that, let's get into the tracks that are on this album. So, there's Blind, Ball Tongue, Need To, Clown, Divine, Faggot. Shoots and Ladders, Predictable, Fake, Lies, Helmet in a Bush, and Daddy. So, my favorite um, songs off of this album. Obviously, Blind, uh, Clown, Shoots and Ladders, and... Yeah, I think that's about it. But, uh, going back to the uh, controversial title, the controversial titled song, Faggot. um, That song is basically if you don't know that's the song where Jonathan Davis sort of talk well talks about how he was bullied and how he was called that gay slur when he was in high school and basically it's just talking about him being uh called that slur when he was in high school because you know you know you're the weird kid you're quiet you stick to yourself and everything so obviously you're the prime target to be bullied so that's what that is but i have to say uh, it's a very impactful, like, really emotional album, if I if I can be completely honest. Like, I know a lot of people reference Daddy as one of the, like, really, really uh, very emotional songs. Like, the song is, like, 17 minutes long. And it's basically, once again, Jonathan Davis, like, opening up and talking about how he was abused as a child by a family friend. And yeah, it's it's very intense. Like I remember listening to it, and like the dude's crying at the end of the song, and it was very it was very emotional for their like very first effort. But it was it was really good. It was really good, and it's their very it's a very emotional album because I know when Jonathan Davis had a very 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 troubled childhood and for him to open up and like reach out to a bunch of people I think that's one of the things that made them so big was the emotional lyrics and how they put their all into the songs and then obviously you can go on like Monkey and Head's uh, guitar work is amazing Fieldy till this day like I can if I listen to any song Fieldy is the most recognizable bass player that I know in the history of like music. Basically, he has the very he has the most signature bass playing style 
that I've ever heard, and it's hard to miss. And then, of course, you got to give props to David. David, to me, is, like, one of my favorite groove drummers of all time. They're, like, man, the dude's, like, music, like, it has a bounce to it. Like, it just bounces. Like, aside, like, Vinnie Paul is, like, right there with him because Pantera's music had a bounce to it as well, but, man, David was just on a whole nother level. Like, just listen to Here to Stay, Falling Away From Me, Make Me Bad, and Alone I Break. Like, man, it's just, it's out there. <laughs> so, aside from me geeking out over those bands, uh, my favorite songs off of the album, I already mentioned that. Um, yeah, it was like, it was, to me, the reason why I wanted to talk about these bands and talk about this albums is because, like, at a time, you had, Pantera was dubbed the band that saved heavy metal in the 90s. And it's it, it was like to have that as your moniker is huge. And to be a new band too. To um, just break through and say, hey, we're here. We're here to kick ass. We're here to just do what we came to do. And it's one of those like they're the go-to bands. They're like on that Mount Rushmore of like top tier bands. And the reason why I love talking about, like, Korn and why I want to talk about this album is, like, these guys came through during a period of time where, like, grunge was still relevant. Like, grunge was still relevant. Like, the big four of grunge was still out here. Like, of course, you had Pantera going on, but then you had a band like Korn come through and just create a whole separate, like, create a whole genre in new metal, along with the Deftones and... Uh, Limp Biscuit, which came out like a couple of years later, but yeah, it was very, very big to me at the time. So I really didn't want to use the phrase like these two albums shaped who I am as a person because I feel like emotionally that has to go really deep. But I will say, um, they did like they're very important to me, and they're very like, yeah, they're very important to me. Because, like, these two bands are, like, brought me out of my shell, so to speak, in, like, meeting new people who are also into these bands and who are also, also like, into, like, this music. And it brings people together. And, like, isn't it's just amazing. Because Korn has been my, like, back in high school, Korn, Disturbed, Slipknot, and Alter Bridge were, like, my go-to bands. And listening to them, like, years later, like, yes, Pantera only had, like, the five albums that they claimed. They came out with, like, a couple of more in the 80s, but this was, like, the Pantera everyone recognizes. And they only lasted five albums. Korn has been, like, dropping music since, like, 1994 over the past, like, 27 years. And they just came out with the Nothing, like, back in 2019, and then there's talks of them having another new album. So they have a very long history of, like, putting out music, changing, like, their sound with the path of totality, going through, like, not even multiple band changes, but, like, having head in the band, then he leaves, and then he comes back, does the paradigm shift. Uh, having David be the original drummer, and then he leaves, and then they have Ray, and it's just on a whole separate level. But to see how they've, like evolved with the times and they've just changed up their sound and to see them like um 
revolutionized music because like their impact is so huge and it, it's it's broad as well. And to see how they've grown in such a like long storied career, like it's almost thirty years. Like in three years, Corn their self titled album is gonna be like. 30 years old and I remember I've seen I've seen Korn like three times I've seen them play I've seen them on the Prepare for Hell tour with Slipknot at the Allstate Arena I've seen them play the Aragon Ballroom because they were going to play their self-titled album in its entirety and I saw that and that was just mind-blowing to me and I've seen them at Chicago Open Air like I believe that was the 2017 one because they were the headliner but man it's Every time you listen to those songs, it was amazing. Because also, uh, this was also right around the time, um, my biggest influence, or like my biggest intro to them, I was listening to their singles. So I was listening to the singles from uh, Issues, Untouchables, and Follow the Leader. And then it wasn't until later when I ended up finding out uh, Life is Peachy. And at the time, Life is Peachy was like my all-time favorite corn album. Excuse me. Because it just, it was just so different, and it was just, like, ass itch, wicked, like, Adidas, Twist. It was just so, man, that album in itself was just wild to me, and I love that album. And funny enough, the way I found that album was at a thrift store over in, uh, the Village Thrift Store over on Clark in Chicago, and, like, I remember I was with my mom and my dad, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I found it, and I had to get it, I bought it, I put it on my iPod, and I, I I love it, I love it, and at the time, it was my favorite album, until they dropped Serenity of Suffering, and that became my favorite album, but, yeah, uh, these two albums are very important, them being 27 years old and, like, coming out during a time. Because, like, it just blew my mind at the idea that, like, bands that I listen to now just existed during the same time period. It's such a very, like, weird time for music. Like, if I could just live in 1994 for the rest of my life, I would. Like, as I am now. Like, if I could live during that time period when you had, like, hip-hop was at its best... In 1994, you had metal, you had rock music. It was, like, very diverse. All these bands were, like, just changing the game, essentially. Like, to have Far Beyond Driven come out and be, like, number one on the U.S. Billboard 200, and it's a metal band, it's like, that never happens. Like, it happens, but, man, for a band like them, to do that is just monumental to me. And to see Korn still doing it, still giving it their all, still being the best that they can possibly be, influencing a whole new generation of artists to come out and say, hey, you know, I did this because of you, is amazing to me, and I love it so much. And to see their storied history and to see them to continue to live on. And the same goes for Pantera. Like, you still have people still trying to replicate Diamondback Daryl's riffs till this day. Like, you still have people trying to replicate, like, Vinny's drumming or, like, Rex's bass playing. Like, it was just out of this world. And to know that, you know, this was Pantera's third album and this was Korn's first album, it was amazing to me to see, like, such, like, innovation 
is the word I want to talk about, is the innovation of these bands and to see them influence a whole new generation. And it's 27 years later, we're still talking about these bands. We're still talking about how um, influential and how emotional Daddy and Lies and Faggot. And then, like, of course, my all-time favorite song off this album is, like, Shoots and Ladders. Like, that music video alone, like, the song itself is just... (laughs) It's so, like, the, the the lyrics itself, it's just nursery rhymes. It's nursery rhymes, and you, in the beginning, it's the bagpipes. It's it's Jonathan Davis playing bagpipes, and the next thing you know, you get the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
as I do more of these episodes, I want to be more interactive. Tell me, like, some of your favorite, like, concerts. Just tell me what your favorite albums is, or, like, are. And, like, yeah, just, you know, leave me some messages. Tell me what you like, what you, uh, what you didn't like, what songs you don't really care too much for. But, yeah, just, you know, interact with me. Yeah, tell me what your favorite song off of, uh, the Corn self-titled album is. Tell me what your favorite is. Have you ever seen two of these bands live? You know, uh, I'd be interested because I'd love to hear stories of, like, listening to people talk about how crazy Pantera was. But yeah, uh, just, you know, keep, uh, keep it interactive. Like I said, uh, you can listen to this podcast on like Spotify, Google Podcasts. I think I am also on Apple Podcasts as well as Overcast. Um, yeah, wherever you listen to your podcasts, this is Status Alternative. My name is Brittany and yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.